A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. A reminder that I'll be joined every single Monday live on TalkSport 2 by Gareth A. Davis to dissect all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. 2021 is set to be a huge year for boxing, both in the UK and abroad, and we'll have you covered every single step of the way. If you can't join us live, make sure you subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel to ensure you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, you can also check out some of the other great boxing programming, the likes of Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and the boy from Brownsville, the Mike Tyson story. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker, this is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon, this is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2 of myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. We are going to be discussing, look, so much fights have happened over the weekend really was i mean i needed four screens on my house to keep abreast of exactly what was going on today we are going to discuss some of those big fights including vasil lomachenko's win over masayoshi nakatani javonde davis going up in weight and stopping mario barrios what next for him josh taylor dealt it plus we'll have cali sowland on the show as well from sowland promotions one of the biggest promoting promotional companies in the world this is final extra here on TalkSport 2 let's go Look, their fighter has been ever so gutsy. Referee steps in, good stoppage, sensible stoppage. Vasily Lomachenko returns with a brilliant performance. Right hand to the body by Barrios. fantastic weekend of boxing so much I mean that's just Lomachenko and Javante Davis we heard there I mean Julio Cesar Martinez the crazy but exciting Julio Cesar Martinez fought in Mexico as well we're going to touch on that let's first welcome in the great the wonderful the always eloquent of his words Gareth A. Davis who joins us now Gareth let's start with uh, Mr. Matrix himself Lomachenko always for me always exciting to see Lomachenko he does things in the ring that uh, you barely see nowadays it was always a tough ass against Nakatani, who's only lost just the once, and that was to Tiafima Lopez on points. Uh, what did you make of the performance of Loma? Enough for you to get excited about a potential Tiafima Lopez rematch next year? Totally, Eddie. Thank you for the beautiful introduction, as always. And, uh, yeah, it was an incredibly replete and, I mean, packed weekend of action all <laughs> around the world. I think um, the Matrix, as we call him, really did need to come back in, in fine fettle. And I think what was brilliant to see was him up against a guy with a six-inch reach advantage, a five-inch height advantage, and absolutely dominate the space with his incredible movement. Um, he needed to come back. He didn't accept that defeat to Teofimo Lopez uh, back in October. Um, mentally, I don't think he accepted it. So mm. he's back. He's simply... Uh, and he stopped the guy as well. Yeah. I think he exposed Nakatani during the fight. He opened him up. Um, you know, the thing is with Lomachenko, let's be honest, he's called the Matrix for a reason, which is he's a double Olympic champion. He barely lost a fight as an amateur and he disputed those. We saw how unhappy he was about losing to Teofimo Lopez, but he only fought six of the 12 rounds, as you as I, uh, and you and I know that very, very, very well. Um, he was fighting the second half of the fight, having lost six rounds. Yeah. Um, and he's back. And he's after Teofimo Lopez, and that's what he said afterwards. And he's right to chase that fight. He looked a bit more spiteful than I've seen him in previous fights as well. It's almost like he wanted to, to make a statement. Obviously, 
Lopez couldn't stop Nakatani. It's almost like I want to show you exactly what I can do when I'm fully healed, fully rested and ready to go again. He was really sort of, I thought, sitting on his punches a bit more than we normally see because he does do that fantastic movement as well. Um, do you think we're going to get to see that fight? I mean, Tifimo Lopez's dad spoke to, to Barbarum and said, yeah, we are going to get it next. Do, do you think we are, though, Gareth? No, I do, I do Eddie. And I think, that, look, you could, if, if Tifimo Lopez and George Combosas Jr. had gone on to that thriller card that we were looking at, I think it was due to be this month, wasn't it? Mm. Um, the, the, in fact, it's been now, hasn't it? I think... <laughs> I, but, did it get cancelled? Or I think they're going to. Yeah, no, no it got cancelled. But yeah. I think the actual, you know, the the card still carries on or carried yeah. on. Um, I think without those on the card, I, I didn't have a, an interest in it. But I think the fact that Teofimo Lopez, in his kind of ire, if you like, saying, "Look, I needed to be paid properly for that win over Vasil Lomachenko. You can't find the money for me at the moment uh, in front of a." Uh, you can't promise me that we're having massive stadium fights or or a large crowd in Las Vegas, which they couldn't at the time last October. We were in the midst of the pandemic, so yeah. and everything was insecure in that way. So he was leveraging himself uh, with Triller, but he's come back, and I'm really glad about that. And what that is a clear sign of is Top Rank and Bob Aram and intend to put that fight on sometime next year. Obviously, he's got to beat George Camusos Jr. first. Mm. But I think it's a really big fight, the rematch. And I'm fascinated to see what Vasily Lomachenko does differently in the second fight. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm a huge fan of Vasily Lomachenko. And I think like, so, if anyone can make the adjustments in the second fight, with a, a fully healed soldier, shoulder, it, it's him. Uh, another fighter that I think should be starting at 135 pounds, but full at 140 on the weekend, was Javante Davis, who stepped up and weight stake on the unbeaten Mario Barrios. Um, I thought at times, and I'm happy to hear your opinion on this, Gareth, I stand to be corrected, but I thought at times it looked a bit one-dimensional, Javante. Obviously, we know he's got the power, and he showed that by getting the stoppage, but I was a bit concerned. Maybe it's the extra weight. I don't know what it was, but he wasn't letting his hands go. I thought he was just walking in rather than maybe walking in and sort of doing something a bit different. How did you feel he performed at the new weight? Look, the extra five pounds definitely changed his jack-in-the-box jack abilities. You know, he has, mm. he has more spring in his feet and pop in his punches than anyone else, in my view, at 135. I think he beats Lopez at 135. I think he beats Loma <laughs> at 135 as well. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. For me, Javonte Davis could head to the very top of the pound-for-pound -pound list mm. if he keeps his life on track. We yeah. know the first series of The Wire was filmed in... In, in, in Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah. he's from that area. Relatives of his were in that series as extras. He grew up from home to home. He's got an incredible dark narrative in the background to his life and it affects him. We know that his, his life outside boxing has been affected loads of times. If he can stay on the right side of the tracks, on the straight and narrow, I think he's headed to the top of the sport. To, in answer to your, your, your detailed question about was he one dimensional on the night, Listen, he was in against a man who was undefeated in 26 fights with mm. 17 knockouts, mm. five inches taller, five-inch reach advantage, who believed he was going to win the fight. Yeah. And I think he owned him. And I think he finished him. Well, he did. I don't think he finished him. He finished him in the 11th yeah. round. And he carried himself up to 140 pounds. Do I now think he's capable of beating Josh Taylor, the Scotsman from Preston Pans, who's the undisputed champion of the division? No, probably not. But I think I'd love to see that fight. We're not going to see it next. Um, but for me, Javonta Davis proved that, what is he, 5'6", yeah? yeah? He's 5'6". He's come up from, you know, super feather, yeah? So, and, and it's extraordinary. He's so talented. You can argue about some of his WBA titles, but he's been <laughs> a super champion. <laughs> we can always, we can talk for an hour about the WBA titles and where they sit and are they legit and all those kind of things. But... Um, I thought of the two performances at the weekend on different sides of America, I thought Javonta Davis was more impressive for me than Lomachenko. And I guess the big thing as well with Javonta Davis is, you know, he's the superstar of the two, isn't he? I mean, he is, he is the pound-for-pound -pound fighter. I think we saw the crowd at Atlanta. I think it was like 16,500 tickets yeah. sold for that event. And it's funny because I always look ringside at the stars and so many NBA stars and musicians, he brings them out. He's the next superstar, isn't he? of boxing. I'm interested to get your thoughts on um, some of the quotes after the fight. This was uh, Floyd from Floyd Money Mayweather. He says, we keep everything in-house. Mayweather Promotions slash PBC. We're not going to go away and make another company great. We've got plenty, uh, 140 to 130 pounds. We're going to continue to fight the fighters that we've got to fight. I mean, we look at that 
the lightweight division, which is stacked. Even the 130-pound division is, is, is stacked as well. When you see those statements, as much as Javante is going to be the star and is the star already, it, it doesn't bode well for us wanting to see some of those super fights. No, I mean, look, that's Floyd Mayweather flexing his financial and promotional muscle, isn't it? You know, yeah. literally flexing. We know how powerful he is in, um, in the boxing world. We know how brilliant his relationship is uh, with, uh, with Al Heyman and what they've got going on. Um, look, for me, um, there's, there's no way if they had the right fight at the right time that they would put Javante on other platforms. All he's saying is, we've taken him up to 140 pounds to light welterweight, as old-fashioned people like me call it, and we've we've proved something at 140 pounds at 10 stone, you know. Mm. Um, and but we're not going to stretch him too far. We're not going to give him away to other promoters. He's the main man, yeah, in Floyd Mayweather stable. And listen, I remember when when he when he came over and fought one of the Walsh brothers, and, and Floyd was literally like a papa to him the whole time, you know, mm. not a big brother, like a father figure to him, yeah. walking him around. We, we met them in the Savoy. We sat down with them. He told us his story. We had to, we, we had to surgically remove things from his past, gently kind of suffuse the conversation to get Javante to open up. He's a very close person. Yeah. You know, Tank Davis is a force in the ring, but he's a shrinking character away from it. He's scared to talk about what he's gone through in his life. It's a very, very fascinating journey. No, it, it really is. And I, I, I wouldn't see you, I'd love to see you sit down and interview him and get him to open up on some of these stories because the only thing that I think, and you said it at the top, stops him from going right to the top is, unfortunately, that street life in America. I mean, Himself. Yeah, and yeah. We, Imploding. It's, it's crazy, right? We've seen it with other fighters and you look at the Adrian Broners of the world and go back a few more years and Zab Judah springs to mind as well. Fighters that could have mm -hmm. gone all the way to the top, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. kept them being kind of dragged back into a world where they, they shouldn't Mike be. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike Tyson's the ultimate example. Yeah. How do you earn in a career 300 million US dollars but end up with no money at the end of it? How, do, how does that happen? I mean, when, when they went through the due diligence on, on, on Mike Tyson's life, I think he bought nine Cadillac, 19 Cadillacs for women he'd met over different weekends, and he just gifted them the Cadillacs. Yeah. Because they went through his accounts. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a life, I mean, that isn't the perfect example, but it's just, life is a weird thing for some of these guys. They haven't got master's degrees. They're, mm. they're, they're not from loving, wealthy families. They come from difficult backgrounds, and that's what gives them their hunger. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I remember Mike Tyson's story. Obviously, everyone's probably yeah. seen the famous images of him with tigers and lions, and someone asked, like, you know, why have you bought a lion? He said, oh, there's a guy selling cars, and the guy said, you know what, I've got some tigers for sale as well. And Mike was like, tigers? I'll buy one. And it's like, who needs a tiger? But that was Mike, and that was uh, the mental of Mike. Uh, another fight on the weekend. Look, so many. DAZN put on a show in Mexico as well. Um, Julio Cesar Martinez headlined that. I think got the win over Cordova. I think it was a six-round stoppage, I think. He's so exciting. He, again, another one from the streets, right? I mean, very similar to the Javante Davis story. I think Martinez has actually been in jail. Um, but so exciting in the ring, brings action. I mean, he's a, he's a guy you would pay to watch to fight. I think that's the best way I can sum him up. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we, we, look he's five foot two. He's a pocket rocket. He mm. is a little danger mouse is what he is. I mean, look, we saw him uh, in the UK when he fought Charlie Edwards. I yeah. know Charlie Edwards had taken a knee in that fight. And he hit him when he was down. It was declared a no contest. But he was on the way, in my view, to stopping Charlie Edwards that night and claiming the WBC World Flyweight title. Obviously, he's now, I think, defended it four times. Mm. So, you know, he's an extraordinary character. We've seen it, haven't we? Hungry Mexicans coming over here to fight in the UK. It's always a dangerous fight. And, you know, there he is. Um, he's lost once. It was way back in his career. In fact, it was his first fight, I think. He lost by split decision. And he's won the next 18 and with 14 knockouts. So um, brilliant star. Yeah. They, the, the matchroom does own kind of let's move into Mexico, which we're going to see more of now. Mm. Um, you know, we're going to get Saul Canelo Alvarez on a big card. You watch, they'll get 140,000 at the Azteca Stadium at some point in the next year under a zone matchroom card. And it'll be Canelo against a big Mexican fighter. That's going to be incredible. Name your name. Your name Benavides. You know? so, Exactly. It, 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 it sits perfectly. 
mm-hmm. and they might do it. They might do it in America in September. It, what would happen is if that was a controversial fight, they take it back to Mexico. I mean, it's it's we're going to see more and more and more of this kind of thing happening all the time now, um, as they try to take over the global. You, you'll see local stars pop up, and I say local stars, guys that maybe won world titles in America going back to their territories and trying to build in those territories, in my view. And that'll be fantastic because we have seen those stars almost become big stars in America. Think of Miguel Cotto many years ago. Imagine Miguel Cotto now going back and fighting in Puerto Rico. How many hundreds of thousands would be there for that? But but it's shifting. And and whereas you used to have to go to America to make it, you go to America to make it now, and then you go back to your own hometown mm. and, and do it there because that's what they want to do now they want to build local stars because it's all digital and that's the way we're going that is the way we're going what a, what a great start to the show by the way loads of fights on the weekend we didn't even get a chance and we'll, we'll probably touch on it as well to talk about some of the other fights on the weekend as well because there were so many Erickson Lubin had a fought got a good win against Jason Rosario we are going to hear from Caddy Salon as well he's going to join us and talk about Chris Eubank KSI Women's Super Series and we'll ask as well go after the latest on AJ versus Usyk we are hearing good news that potentially that fight is now done with a date and venue to come. Stick with us here on Final Extra. On DAB+, Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Rise the devil. Think it got a hold on me. The only fight that we had our mind on was Tyson Fury. The game changed where we have to have a plan B. Of course... The one that, that springs to mind immediately is the WBO mandatory of Alexander Usyk. Anthony, how are you? I'm coming for you. I think he'd struggle. I think the pace and pressure from Anthony Joshua, the combination punches, and he lands more effective shots on the target. You have to do the hard yards under the dark lights to shine under the bright lights. Finals words there from Anthony Joshua. Uh, this is Final Extra here on TalkSport 2 of myself, Adi Lodipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch up with our podcast. Just search for The Fight Night wherever you download your podcast for access to all previous episodes. All right, let's talk about what next for Anthony Joshua. Um, I was obviously disappointed it wasn't Tyson Fury. That's the fight. It should have been number one versus number two. All the marbles on show. But we are hearing good news, and it will be AJ versus Alexander Usyk, which I think, look, it's a big fight in itself. Yes, it's not AJ Fury, but it's a big, big fight. Let's welcome in Gareth A. Davis again to give us an update as to what we know and what we can say about this fight. Gareth, date and venue now confirmed? Yeah, I mean, it's being being slowly sliced and diced and put out there, isn't it? So it's kind of like a, yes, we're getting the salad on (laughs) September the 25th at the home of uh, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I think they've held on the announcement. You know, it's still about 11 and a half weeks away. I think they've held on the announcement because they are, perhaps, their plan B could be somewhere else if the pandemic situation changes it, Mm. you know. I mean, look look what's happening in the country anyway. There's a great tardiness from the government to open things up and we're all getting very frustrated with it so i think they've just got that as a safety net but we can expect to be there with a very big crowd perhaps up to 30 40 000, um on september the 25th it's the obvious fight to have because if anthony joshua doesn't fight alexander usik uh the brilliant former undisputed cruiserweight champion and olympic uh, gold medalist he's got to vacate the wbo belt and anthony joshua might be a man who you know, um, who's, who purports, in a sense, to being uh, less is more. Yeah. He isn't the kind of guy that gives stuff up. He, he doesn't want to. I, you know, he's not relinquished anything. And I mean in terms of business. I mean, he's just got that mentality. It's greed, if you like. He wants to grow and grow and grow and grow. And he wants to be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. They've called it the road to the undisputed Ian Hearn. They've billed it as that. They've top-lined it, saying, no way he's giving up that WBO title. Um, even though it's a risky fight, and you and I can talk about that, it is a risky fight for him. No, no, it really is. I mean, stylistically, I don't. You know, everyone normally the idea of sparring, obviously, is trying to replicate as much as you can what you're going to see in the ring. I'm telling you now, 
But there isn't, there isn't a cruiserweight or heavyweight out there that can replicate what Alexander Usyk does in the ring because it, it's just incredible the way in which he fights. So, look, it should be a good one. September 25th, fingers crossed that all uh, gets underway and w without any hiccups, obviously, because uh, of the current situation we're in with, with COVID and the pandemic. Um, Gareth, look, you're on Zoom. Every time I see you on Zoom, I know your house background very well now. This isn't your house background. W where are you? It looks a bit sunnier than where you normally are. Do you know what? I have the privilege of being invited out here to work on a football show and uh, a boxing show for pitch sports. There's a pitch boxing show. I've done a couple of shows out here um, with the owner of that. And I've mentioned her before, Susanna Schofield Obi, who's become a, a boxing promoter. Mm. Um, she's about to launch all women's uh, events in, in, I don't know what the dates are yet, but it's in the autumn, early autumn. So I was invited out here to, I'm working on a CBD documentary that is fascinating as well, that could change the face of the way that normal people as well as elite athletes look at how they go and buy and take CBD and why. So while I've been out, I've done a couple of boxing shows, had some amazing people on the shows. I've got onto Anthony Crawler and Natasha Jonas and Rich Poxon, the matchmaker and promoter. We've got just been working through a period, as you know, that is fascinating because the heavyweights are on and I've had, also had a great privilege in the last few days to work alongside not just the presenters Ian Chambers and Abigail Davis on their daily boxing show um, Pitch Footy at the Euros but I've been able to work with Paul Ince a couple of times and get to know him and he's someone that always I think I only interviewed him once for the Telegraph it's been brilliant to 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 work alongside a guy you can just he's just got the aura of a guy who had that high upper body kind of power <laughs> mm. when he when he played in midfield alongside the likes of Gaza we've taught Euro 96 it's been a real privilege to be on two of those football shows as well that go out on uh, Sky Channel 437 absolute privilege I've been out here a week I've been you know what they do they say there's the tequila Gareth you know um, <laughs> just turn up on time and, and and i try to you know with a little bit of sunbathing a little bit of swimming and a lot of research yeah like i was lucky enough for gareth to, uh, he's on zoom right now and he showed he's, he turned the laptop uh, 90 degrees and let me tell you now the view is a lot better the opposite way he's, he's very very lucky where he is right now uh, gareth look, i, I want to quickly uh, talk about matrim and the unveiling of this new Matram DAZN uh, stable, if you like. Um, obviously, you work closely with DAZN. This is separate to that. Um, they've they've announced their new A-star roster. Um, what would you make of it? I think some really good additions. I think Mike Costello. Like, I think Mike Costello is the best voice in boxing sometimes. What would you make of the rest of the additions? Yeah, I'm just pulling it all up. No, I think it's very interesting. They've gone for a mix of... I mean, it's good to see two women involved with Maya Jammer and uh, Laura Woods, of course, a colleague of ours at TalkSport. Mm -hmm. I was going to say to you just now, you're in TalkSport 2 studio. I'm in TalkSport 3, 4, 5 and 6 studio <laughs> right now out here in Portugal. <laughs> um, I think it's... You know, we know what Laura's done. She was she was incredibly celebrated at uh, the Sports Journalism Awards, yep. the, the, the SGA Awards. Maya Jammer brings a different flavour, doesn't she? She does. Um, in, in many ways. Um, you know, I think, as you say, Mike Costello is, I think, four decades with the BBC. I mean, he started when he was a, an apprentice in his teens. Um, he's become one of the foremost voices globally on the sport. His commentary is brilliant. Fantastic. He's a very judicious man. Mm. Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, we know Darren Barker, Chris Lloyd, Tony Bellew. Um, has worked very closely with with Eddie Hearn on this podcast. I mean, there wasn't there weren't major surprises for me, and I, I think we can expect more signings. But I think they how they do this, whether they do it differently, and whether they're criticised for Matchroom Media being more in house. I'm fascinated, for example, to see how Mike Costello, with 40 years at the BBC, is is he still going to have a very independent voice on the fighting, mm -hmm. on the commentary? Um, around events that are a little more in-house. It's much more UFC style, yeah. where, the, where the production's in-house. That's exactly uh, what it is. But look, it, you're right. It's some interesting faces that Laura Wood's fantastic presenter. Maya Jam is the interesting one just because she brings a completely different crowd and a different, a different look to boxing that we, we've not seen before. So it'd be interesting. And like Gareth said as well, I think there will be some more sign-ins to add to it. All right, you're listening to Find It Extra here on TalkSport. To remember here every week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. If you've missed any of the show or you'd like to listen again, a lot of you are listening again. Thank you so much to everyone that downloads the podcast. Just look head over to our podcast over at TalkSport.com and look under the Fight Night banner. Next up, one of the best promoters in the game will be welcoming Callie Salmond to the show. On DAB. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon, it is Final Extra here on TalkSport 2 with myself, Adi Oladipo and the great Gareth A. Davis. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch up with our podcast. So search for Fight Night wherever you download your podcast for access to all previous episodes. All right, we have a very special guest in the building. That special guest is with us now, and he is one of the best boxing promoters in the game. Callie Sowland joins us now from Sowland Promotions. Callie, really appreciate you joining myself and Gareth here on Final Extra. Uh, we've been wanting to get you on. Gareth, I know it's pulled some strings. You're on the show. Um, thank you for coming on. I want to quickly touch and go straight in to this deal um, with KSI. Uh, we, t- we, Me and Gareth spoke about it briefly uh, last week, I think it was, Gareth. Uh, and we said, look, boxing's changing right now. I mean, we've all grown up as hardcore boxing fans. It's not the same as it once was, right? We, we opened the door, if you like, to social media and the YouTubers, and they've richly kicked the door down, and they're here to stay. Tell us about this partnership with KSI and what it involves. First of all, thanks, gents, and thanks for that super introduction. I'll make just one, one quick comment. We're no longer Sowell and Promotions. We teamed up with the Wasserman Group in the, in the, um, earlier this year, so we're now actually Wasserman Boxing. Um, still called Sowell as, as a person, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so we've got one, one great, great partnership to the next, and, 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 and this one with KSI, it's fantastic. You know, we had a... At a first meeting as well uh, at the weekend with with the team and uh, with his uh, his manager Mams Taylor, uh, and you know it's 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 we're going to throw some dynamics out there that that's a bit fresh and a bit new. This is you know, and I have been very vocal about what I consider mismatches mm. um, that being put out there. I do think that there is a a genuine opportunity um, to make this very exciting and to make it also have a sporting dimension that you know sometimes has been there but sometimes hasn't been there since the let's say the the start of the youtuber revolution let's call it and um you know it's we've got a great partnership we've got a great structure to it um and you know with a guy like ksi you know he's he's just he's such a fantastic self-made superstar isn't he you know um so there's, you know, on the one hand, we're going to be bringing lots of things from the boxing side of it, but it's going to be great learning off him and his, his manager, Mams Taylor, is looking after a lot of the, the big superstars, the other side of the pond in the rap game and the social media game. So it's going to be very interesting. It's an interesting blend of characters in there. Kat Callow, it's great to have you on the show. And you know what? Hey, every time we... Sp- I'm good, thank you. How are you? Um, oh, every very time, well. Very well. Every time we... Because I think we haven't met in person for about a year... Every time we speak on this, I think we need a night out when we get together. First of all, we need to we need to come, we need to we need to own that and come clean about it. And when we do get together, we're going out out, yeah. 
Absolutely, Gareth. You know, our nights out together, they always, they always last a while. So let's, let's, they do. let's get that To the that morning. Done. It's now, always now till dawn. Now that we're all allowed to meet and hug well, soon enough, uh, exactly. it'll be fine, you know? No, it's, it's never short of dawn, dawn to dusk with us. But what, what I want to ask you before we go on to the KSI platform and all that stuff you're doing is t- tomorrow night is a big one for you as well, of course. Obviously, you have German heritage. You went to school in Highgate in North London. Um, I'm going to cut you short. I've been, I, as a kid, I went England home and away. When I was a kid, as a teenager, I went England home and away the whole time. So it's a very simple decision. The tricky part is the overall family picture because the old man is yeah. he's very much on the German side. And actually, I'm going to throw back the clock 1996. I was there uh, in yeah. the stadium uh, with the old man in the uh, semi final. In the semi-final, obviously in the yeah. England end, and everyone was dead quiet. I was, yeah. uh, you know, I was, I was very unhappy, and he was jumping all over the place. How we got out there alive, I've got no idea. Um, but you know, he's he's got that experience of fifty years of living in Africa, so he knows how to get out of places. He got out of the, the, that place, and I just remember, I, I remember going. I went to um, the two thousand uh, two thousand tournament in in uh, Belgium and Holland. Then I went two thousand four, but Portugal, the whole tournament with it, and it was it's great traveling with England, and I've had some great times over the years. So there's the two thousand ten game. Well, the weird thing is that England haven't beaten Germany in a knockout stage of a of a of a major tournament since 1966. So it's it's a big one, and it's amazing that you, as I say, with your heritage, you are such a dyed in the wool wooling England fan. Give us your prediction <laughs> yeah. for tomorrow night. I think I think we're going to do them on penalties, and that's what I'm hoping because I can stick it right up my German pals' faces. Because um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, honestly, I, I see it going to penalties. It, we've got something to put to rest. Uh, you know, they talk about all the years of hurt since 1966. Well, yeah. I, I, I definitely, I wasn't, I wasn't even in the uh, in, in the uh, in, in the in the thought tank uh, in 1966. Mm-hmm. But I certainly was in the stadium in 19, uh, 1996. And those are my years of hurt. And I've had to put up with all my German pals telling me um, how we can't take penalties and this, that and the other. So I'd love it to go to penalties and I'd love to stick it up. And I'd love Pickford to score the winning penalty. That would be my... Oh, wow. Okay. That would you've be gone all right the way, Kelly. I mean, you've gone all the way yeah, to penalties no. at 13 So, so is, that 11, is that 11 aside? Does that <laughs> yeah. mean 11 penalties are taken? It does. That, that, that's the lot. Wow. That's a, no, but Pickford can take a regular penalty in, in, uh, in the in the in the five. Can't he be listed in the five as a goalkeeper? I'm sure he can. No, so right, I mean, I would. Yeah, so, I, would, so, I would take. I would take Pickford. He, he listen. He, he took a penalty not so long ago in the in the in, uh, for England, and he took it brilliantly. He's a great striker of the ball, and you know, there's no nerves with him. That's what my feeling is. Kick, you know, keepers often have to kick under pressure. Put him in there. That's uh, that's my little. That's my little flurry for the day. You know, I've been watching, hearing all different psychologists. Again, they always pull these sports psychologists out when it comes to penalty kicks and stuff. But my take is put Pickford in there as the fourth kicker and he's going to be the man. And um, there's, and for, listen, think about Gareth Southgate. I mean, for him, he's, he, this has got to be, he's got to be feeling like he's got to put this to bed tomorrow night. So there's just too much on it. Not impressed with the Germans. They got lucky. Uh, with the uh, in the Hungary game, I felt very sorry for Hungary. I think that you know they've they've scribbled and scrabbled their way through. Not impressed with their back four or five the way they play. Um, I think that you know we've got every all the firepower up front. I just hope that they don't play the game they did against Scotland, where they're sort of told to sit back and and, and not perform the way they can. And I think they've got to be let off the leash from the first minute tomorrow night. And actually, I don't see it going to penalties. I think we'll, we'll beat them in, in normal time quite convincingly. But I hope... So in the course of four minutes, though, you changed your entire opinion as you were doing your own narration, yeah? No, no, no. no that was my... my no, 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 Gareth. I started with what I want, but... Oh, right. Okay. You know what I love there, Kelly? Um, there'll be many TalkSport presenters listening as thinking, well, I think... Kelly's, Kelly, Kelly can be a football commentator there. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty easily. I mean, he's gone You've from got bo- enough bo- boxing on. promotion to football pundit just like that in a second. There you go. There you go. You could cast me in as a, as one of them, but you've got an, you've got a great football team, so you don't need me. You Can, don't need me. Can I want to quickly go back and talk about this KSI relationship, just because obviously, look, you and, and your dad have put on so many big fights, and I, I started at the top by saying 
obviously we've grown up with you know just those boxing events and not the people from the YouTube world joining uh, this boxing market and then almost taking it by storm when you look at what the Paul brothers have done. Have you had to change your own opinion on all of it as well and almost kind of just put one thing to a side and say, okay, that's that, this is this, but you know, look look how successful they are. Interesting question. I gave an interview and I had to dig this one out because I had loads of people coming at me. Hey, you said this about the Logan Paul and, and Mayweather fight. And I stick by that. I stick by the fact that Logan Paul couldn't lace the shoes for Mayweather, you know, mm. um, it's like me being a part-time tennis player and saying, I'm going to really challenge, you know, for, for Roger Federer. Federer. So, but, when I look back at my first interview I did on this, I remember this was the, it was the, the announcement of the Groves Callum Smith for the, 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 the final in, uh, in Saudi uh, a few years back now, a couple of years back. And, um, and I gave an interview with ESPN and, and I said at the time, I said, I think it's a great thing to bring eyeballs to the sport as long as it's done in a proper manner. Now, I think that the KSI, um, uh, the Logan Paul fight, which KSI won, that was actually, it was, I think, I think that DAZN and Eddie did a great job in, in promoting the, the, the fight. But I think the key there was that they were given licenses and they fought, they fought a proper fight. Yeah? Mm. They fought with proper gloves. They fought with, the, you know, the full thing. And that's, you know, when, you, when, when one says, what, what's, what, why should we not allow young men and women who are prepared to go through that mill and come out the other side and fight professionally. They're novices, but given, yeah, there's, you know, that's why I don't buy the, 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 some of the, the drama around some of the other fights, but they're novices, but they bring something extra to the game. They bring a huge viewing audience already to our sport, which, let's get it right, boxing's doing great, but the demographic of boxing needs to get younger. We all know that. Everyone in the sport, it's, not like, it's, like, it's like the elephant in the room. You know? And wider, Keller. And wider, not just younger. Why, wider. Why, why, wider, wider, yep, yeah, wider, but, but younger, you know. Mm. We seem to have a 40-plus crowd, and, you know, and it, it, it never really goes away. So it's sort of like, it's like you, you turn 40 and you suddenly get into boxing, you know. <laughs> well, this, this must, this must, you know, but, but, but you know, but, no, but, but you, look at the, listen, you look at the demographics over the year, I've been, Two and a half decades in the game, right? And actively, I've, I've, I've fallen into the game, unfortunately. But you, you're, you're, when you look at the demographics over the years, the demographics of boxing are always the same. They're always 40 plus. You know, yeah, you get, you, you get pockets here and there, but there's no sustained attempt to create a younger, younger audience. And these, these lads and ladies are the perfect opportunity to do that. And by the way, you know, What's, why should we? Why should we suddenly, you know, discriminate against them just because they they, they also do other? You know, they, they have come from a different background. You know, they they are self made in their own right. You know, mm. these YouTubers they're not they're not silver spoon kids. They've they've been they've they've gone through something to they they you know they're entrepreneurs. They they've gone out and done it. Yeah. Now, Calla, Calla, they, they could be doing this without involving boxing promoters, and thank God course. they are involving boxing promoters because it yeah, means and, and, our industry is included because they could be doing it on their own. They could do it on their own, and they're trying. And you see that, and you see that they're trying to professionalize it. Now, once again, we mustn't forget this is novice, but you can get great novice fights. Yeah, um, and. You know that, that you just have to match it properly. It's it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying it's easy because to match a novice is quite difficult. You know, if you match a guy who's had 20 fights, it's quite it's, it gets it over the amount of fights. You, you obviously have more material to work off. You can match them easier, but it's about matching them right. It's about creating the storylines. Which, by the way, they don't need any help with again, Gareth. You're absolutely right. These are lads and ladies who have sold themselves off nothing um, against. You know, it's not like there's a small YouTuber market. It's massive, massive, massively yeah, competitive. Millions. You know, yeah. so, it, you know, there's, there's, you know, if we walk down the road in London, you see about a hundred bloggers in, in ten yards. If you walk down Notting Hill Gate on a Saturday, you know, so it's you know, there's everyone who's trying their own blog and their own platform. But these are the, you know, the ones who, especially KSI. I mean, there's, there's not, there's no one bigger out there in that dimension. So he's going to bring a a huge amount of eyeballs in that demographic that boxing so needs. And, 
you know, he is training like a real fighter. He's in that gym every day in lockdown. He's in there twice a day. And he's and he's working very very hard, you know. And you know he wants to learn as well. It's it's. But so he's it's promoting a, you know, with you. You're going to bring figures into the sport that are outside him as well. Yeah, I mean, it's not. This is not a. a he, he he actively wants to build a stable which specialises in this this niche. Let's that call is, it. That's yeah? crazy, isn't it, Kelly? I mean, he's going to have YouTubers. TikTokers, yes. Instagrammers. It's, it's, He's literally going to build a stable of people. Body, that have bodybuilding of promoters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean exactly. I mean, he, you know, maybe, maybe I'm. Come on, pick your opponent, Kala. Pick your opponent. Who's it going to be? You versus Eddie Jake Hearn. Paul. Jake Paul. Jake oh, Paul. oh, Jake Paul. You and Jake Paul. There you go. In, in, I'm, I'm in. in. Uh, I bought in, uh, it. I want to watch. I, I did say that, but I've worked out. I'm 44 now. I mean, I'm, I'm about I'm to say, Kelly. I mean, look, I know you're in good shape. Time. I saw you deadlifting the other day, but Jake Paul looks a bit dangerous. Kelly, he looks, he looks Don't a bit worry, dangerous. I'm not worried kid. about it. I'm not worried about it go. at all. No. Kelly, let, let's the, go on. Sorry, go on. Out of it, I think we will build something that's going to bring excitement, and it's going to bring also a, a high degree of sporting uh, quality. That's 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 all. That's what I want. That's what I wanted to say. You're listening to Fighter Extra here on TalkSport 2 with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. Still loads more to come from legendary boxing promoter Kali Sowland. You're listening to Fighter Extra on TalkSport 2 with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. Time now to return to our chat with boxing promoter Kali Sowland. Okay, let's let's move away from um, the YouTube world for a second. Um, although it's fascinating, we can honestly stay there and talk about it for ages because it really is a, a fascinating um, discussion. I want to talk about Eubank Jr., who to me is his own enigma and he's, he's exciting, he's an interesting, just like the YouTube YouTubers himself. There has been a lot of talk about possible opponents for him next. We're always excited to see Eubank Jr. in the ring. I always am. Uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about. Golovkin, who looks like it was going to sign to fight Murata. We don't know what's going on there. Or Demetrius Andrade. What can you tell us about Eubank Jr.? Possible opponents next. Where are we with him? I mean, we've said, we've said all along, this year is a, a, all about getting a, that world title shot. So, um, you know, we've, we've spoken to, to both camps. We're speaking to the uh, Andrade people. Uh, we're talking to, to... We've spoken also to the Murata people. Um, and, of course, Golovkin. And, you know, Golovkin is... is very much uh, our, our, his dream fight. Mm. Um, loves the Canelo fight as well, but currently, you know, we're, we're campaigning at middleweight. Canelo's a super middleweight. So, you know, we're sitting down later this week and, you know, we'll look at whether we take one fight before before that one later this year. Um, that's one thing that we're going to consider. Um, looking a little bit what direction we go broadcasting-wise as well. And, you know, it's, it's a big choice. It's a big decision. Um, we're having some fantastic discussions, but at the end of the day, you know, it's 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 now crunch time for me this year. Yeah, and not ruling out that we might have another fight at, at let's say a, a build-up level uh, before we go into it, because you mustn't forget it was the first fight that Roy Jones and Chris Eubank, which is such a dynamic duo, um, got to work together in the in the Morrison fight, and it was was a fascinating fight because if you go look and look back at the fight. Every round, Eubank boxed a different type of style. Mm. So he was trying very much to get in yeah. into all different types of, you know, situations with him, almost in a little bit, uh, almost like a, a, a glamorized sparring session. And, you know, that was very good for him. It was good for him that he, he got that experience. But the question is, what? how much more of that they need? Yeah. Um, that, let's, let's face it. And, you know, it's it, it, Andrade, Golovkin, those names are top, top names and, and they're names that, that we, we want. And I'm confident we will have this year. Um, but it might be a case of getting one more in there beforehand. That's something that I'll leave down to them. Um, and yeah. we're, we're talking into this week. Finally, Calla, um, um, World Boxing Super Series is going to have a women's super featherweight tournament. I said to Adi, I'm out here doing a, um, a, a pitch boxing show for... Lady called Susanna Schofield, and she's doing it out in Portugal at the moment for a few days. Who is going into women's boxing? Um, how many women have you already got on the platform uh, in the group? So you've got Michaela Meyer, Terry Harper in the weight division. Are you going to do what you've done 
with the other tournaments and get the world champions in there because it's a real sign about of how big women's boxing is becoming. You know, Gareth, it, 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 to be quite honest with you, it's, it's, it's early days, but I can tell you now, we've had, uh, I, I don't want to say the word applications, but let's, let's say that mm -hmm. who've, you know, we've been interested to, 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 to come on the platform. Um, it's, you know, we could have filled it with eight, eight different world champs or eight different belts from the, from the divisions around it as well. You know, it's not just the super feathers that, that have shown interest. So it's fascinating. It's exciting. It's fresh. It's great working with, with women's boxing. It's something that I've done for, the, you know, I remember the first Cecilia Brekus, who ended up being unified champion of the world, uh, took her all the way to, to all four belts, uh, starting in 2000, 2007, 2008, on a Ke Mikkel Kessler undercard, right? And that's what, that's what we had to do to get her on. Um, and to get the money together to put the you know to pay her a decent purse and put her on and mm -hmm. and then she went on to unify the belts and you know had a fantastic career and now I'm super proud to say that we are going out there and doing the first World Boxing Super Series. Now remember what this platform has done for the likes of Josh Taylor, for the likes of Inui, for the likes of Uzik, Callum Smith, you know, yeah. uh, Myris Bredis. Um, you know, that, 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 you know, everyone has got now that, that assumption, the winner of that tournament, you don't argue that's the best, the best yeah. for that way, you know, and there's no, there's no questions or if, buts or others uh, asked there, you know, the, the ring magazine it, it was very, very, uh, very supportive. And I, I consider the ring belt still a very highly prized asset because it's non-commercial. Um, and they, you know, they've also been the winners of all the tournaments of, you know, the ring champs. So, you know, it's, it's, it's something very special about boxing for that Muhammad Ali trophy, but it's also, it's such an opportunity for women's boxing, not just for the winner of it. I think it really opens up a, 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 a movement for women's boxing that it's, we've had these great ambassadors. Let's talk about Katie Taylor, Cecilia Brekus, you know, Nicola Adams, you can go through them, you know. Uh, Regina Halmisch back in the day in the 90s in Germany with 12, 13 million viewers. But it's been spikes and bits and bobs here. And this is a platform that over a year we're going to have sustained showing of female boxing at the top, top end. And let's face it, in lockdown, the females have stolen the show to a certain extent. You know, I can name three fights on the spin of, of great fights you've seen in lockdown. You know, look at the, the lights of Taylor Pursoon or uh, you know, uh, Natasha Jonas, you know, fantastic yeah. character coming through, you know, and, and I, I was lucky enough to sit there and watch the, watch her fight with, uh, with Katie Taylor. Um, yeah, boy, what a fight it was, no, you know, fantastic fight, honestly, fantastic scrap and what you've done for female boxing doesn't go unnoticed as well, Keller. Honestly, great speaking to you. Um, the next year is going to be Thanks fascinating much, to see what happens with, yeah, with KSI, maybe. Eubank Jr. Fingers crossed he gets in there, one of the big boys. I'm sure he will as well. And the, uh, the World Boxing Super Series for females. I think that's going to be outstanding because the Massive World Boxing Super Series... Honestly, Massive it's going to be good. And by the way, just before you go, can I be invited to this drink that you're going to have with Gareth as well, please? It's not just uh, you and Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't just you and Gareth, if, if you can keep up. Yeah. We, <laughs> might, just, we might just be over sure 40. <laughs> Just, just make sure you don't need to set the alarm clock too early the next yeah, exactly. morning. We'll survive. Kelly, honestly, great speaking to you, my man. Thank you very much for coming. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Kelly. Take care, my man. Thank Take you. Care, Cheers, Thank you. Yeah. Cheers, Kelly. Gareth, great speaking to Kelly Sowland, isn't he? He's, he's such good value, isn't he? I mean, I was looking at the clock and I was like, you know, let's just keep going. That's a Scalis Island. He's so good value. Let's touch on a couple of things he said there, especially the World Boxing Super Series. I mean, we spoke to Tasha Jonas last week and that's massive. I mean, look, female boxing's already starting to grow. I mean, hugely now. I mean, obviously, look, we watch and cover MMA, you cover MMA, and we know, I almost feel like they're in front, but we're getting there. We're getting there to the point where it's going to be normal to see fantastic female fights every single weekend. That's the point. You just said it. It's normal. It's normalizing women's boxing. Mm. The World Boxing Super Series will take a huge step to normalizing, again, women's boxing being exciting and people coming to it because there's eight women in the tournament. They're heading toward their two groups. They're heading towards a final and you build. Yes, it's a stab in the dark in some ways because you don't know. But I think it's the right time. It's the perfect time right now because there's so much growth. And it's 
we never expected it to be like that in women's MMA. Ronda mm. Rousey came along, you only need the right figurehead. So as he said, you've got Katie Taylor, Clarissa Shields, these kind of figures, HH Diva. Um, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. And it's up to us to help to nurture it as well. And that's what the World Boxing Super Series is. It is. Final couple of minutes. I do want to talk about what he said about Eubank Jr., uh, one of the one of the exciting fighters, right? The enigma. He, he's such an enigma. It's it's crazy. Exactly like his father, honestly. And it's weird to see Connor exactly like Nigel. But touching on Eubank Jr., he was out for a long time. Um, he came back and fought Marcus Morrison. And it was it was an okay performance for the fact that it was his first time with Roy Jones, and they're they're going to have to work on things. What do you want to see next for him? Kelly talked about maybe one more warm up before the big boys. Do you not want to see him go straight for Demetrius Andrade? I mean. How many warm-ups can, can he have without people starting to make a complaint about warm-up, warm-up, warm-up? I think he's got the kind of style, as we saw when Liam Smith fought um, Demetrius Andrade. I think Chris Eubank Jr. has got an extra gear, certainly in terms of his tenacity and physicality and how he goes after a guy and his desire. I think he could put Demetrius Andrade under serious pressure and I see a stoppage late in the fight for him. I don't think he needs another fight. I think he needs to get out there win one of those belts that isn't the IBO belt, and then chase the Golovkin fight. It's a prime time to fight under the likes of Golovkin, then chase the Canelo fight. I've always put great store in the DNA of Chris Eubank Jr. Yes, he was caught between styles, as Calla mentioned when we saw him in Manchester. I mean, I was live, I was sitting right behind Calla, but... I think it's time for him to strike. It's as simple as that. That's it for this week. Thank you once again for downloading the podcast. We'll be live again next Monday on TalkSport 2. And if you miss us, make sure to subscribe to Fight Night Podcast to catch up with all our other episodes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.